Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we have Kim Kovash here. Uh, she's going to talk about Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everyone who is a mother or a grandmother even. Uh, Kim will come in to talk about faith and family and what it's been like for her to be mother to six kids. She has a big family, so and she's a lot of fun, so you'll enjoy it. She even cries just a tiny little bit. She was worried about ugly crying because she did not do that, so... <laughs> All right, we have Dr. Bergwald here with us for some Biblical Bites with Dr. B. Hello, Dr. Bergwald. Hello, Renee. What's today besides Mother's Day? The fourth Sunday of Easter. Indeed, you are on a roll. It's really easy when we're just recording all of these at back the same back time. Back. <laughs> so next week could be a challenge for you. Because oh, gosh, I'll be gone for a little while. Yeah. Recording. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the first, I want to talk about um, a little bit about the first reading from Mass uh, this week. Um, weekend. So throughout the Easter season, the first reading uh, at Mass on Sundays, and for at least for part of the daily Masses, daily Mass as well, at least for part of Easter, but Sundays throughout the Easter season, the first reading is from, from the first reading. The first uh, reading is from. You asked this in the first, I don't remember. The second one was Revelation. I know that. Yes. Acts of the Apostles. Oh. Okay. So doesn't matter the year. Uh, the the first Always reading Easter. Is, is for Easter. It's not necessarily the same one right. from year. So last year, so th- this this year, it's from Acts chapter thirteen. Last year, it was not, I think it's Acts chapter four. I think. Oh, okay. So, uh, but it's always from Acts of the Apostles. So we're getting the continuation from right. what happens right makes after sense the resurrection yeah. and ascension. So this is how the first reading begins. Paul and Barnabas continued on from Perga and reached Antioch and Pisidia. On the Sabbath, they entered the synagogue and took their seats. Many Jews and worshipers who were converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who spoke to them and urged them to remain faithful to the grace of God. So again, I want to go back to that first verse that we hear, though. Paul and Barnabas continued on from Perga and reached Antioch in Pisidia. You know Perga and Antioch and oh, Pisidia, sure. right? I know the holy hand grenade of Antioch, right. so I know that. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Come no, on. no, no. It's wrong a movie. Antioch. It's a movie wrong, that you should know. Wrong Antioch. Oh, really? Yes. There's two Antiochs? There are two, at least okay. two Antiochs. So, so interestingly, so this is, we're reading here about Paul's first, Paul has three missionary journeys that we read about next to the apostles. And this is the first missionary journey. And the first missionary journey set out from Antioch in, in modern day Syria. Okay. So at, that's north of the Holy Land, mm-hmm. north of Jerusalem. This is where Antioch, we read in Acts of the Apostles, where they were first called, the, the followers of Jesus were first called Christians. Oh, okay. And that's where Paul and Barnabas set out. But this is another Antioch that they're going to. Oh, okay. So this is in modern day Southwest Turkey. So we need our map. Re, I know. <laughs> Bill never got that for us when he was here. Maybe Casey can do that. Yeah, we need a map, Casey. Map. So we need it to drop down <laughs> and then go back up. So Southwest Turkey, the, this region was called Pisidia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, um, the, the Perga, and then there's Antioch as well. Okay, so the region was Pisidia. <clears throat> the region's Pisidia. Okay. And these are two towns. So they go from Perga and, and they go on to Antioch and Pisidia, not Antioch in Syria. But Paul, and, and I don't know if we've talked about this before, but when whenever Paul goes to a town or a city or a village, where do you, do you know, Renee, where he, where he always goes first when he's going to proclaim I think he the went to the temple, didn't he? First? Close. No? close I, or did he go to word. the- The um, temple's only in Jerusalem. Okay. Remember. So- It's an S word. 
synagogue? Yes. Okay. So he always. I love, I love when you give me. It's the S word. It's the S word. <laughs> he always goes to the synagogue. Why? Uh, that's where all the people are. All the people are no, in the synagogue, but all the people he wants to talk to are. So he starts with his 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 Jewish brothers and sisters, right. and he proclaims to them, "The Messiah has come. It's Jesus." They're the, oh, they're the ones who should understand what right, he's talking right. about. Uh, and so often they don't. And so we don't have time to go into, but the, the rest of the reading, um, they get upset because he then goes to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And that's always what happens. He starts with the synagogue, the chosen people. But then he, even if they do accept it, he also then goes to the Gentiles, announces to them, the Jewish Messiah has come, who is also your savior as well. And that's what Paul does in Perga and then Antioch as well. And then they get ticked off, and then we have a new story. That's time. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dr. B. Good. In the studio with me today is a real treat, Kim Kovash, who is a parishioner from St. Lambert Parish here in Sioux Falls and a mom of six. six. Okay. <laughs> I had to remember that. Thanks for joining yeah, us today, you're Kim. welcome. Glad She's to coming here. to us on Mother's Day weekend. Yeah. So I brought her in to talk about faith and family and being a mom and all that good stuff. And she promised me she went ugly cry. So <laughs> <I> promise. <laughs> Tried to promise. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see how that comes out, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I brought Kleenexes just in case. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, Kim, will you first just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah. yeah. Um, Kim Kovash, a uh, member of St. Lambert, and we've been there for... Eight-ish, nine-ish years, something okay. like that. Um, but prior to that, we were in Omaha. Moved. Um, I'm from, born and raised here in Sioux Falls. Moved okay. to Omaha for a handful of years. Moved back to Sioux Falls, and we've been at St. Lambert. And um, six kids. Um, my oldest just turned 24. Oh wow! And she is married and has a three-year-old, almost four-year-old little my guy. Goodness. Who yes keeps us busy. Is that your only grandchild? Only grandchild. Okay, so far. So far. You've got lots <laughs> I more hope to come. there's more. <laughs> With six kids, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, you'll have lots we'll more. We'll be surrounded, I think. But uh, And my youngest is eight, and so okay. uh, he's getting ready to receive his first communion oh, in a couple weeks, so he is super excited. I bet he is. But yeah, yes, he has been waiting for many years for it. <laughs> how many girls, how many boys? Uh, four boys, two girls. Okay. So You have a busy household. Yes, we have a busy house. Yes. But, uh, it actually seems kind of quiet now with just three in the house, though, because— Oh, I suppose. You know, one, when they were all in the house, it's, you know, just busy and crazy and active and uh, come short of saying chaos. <laughs> but it, but it's, a, it's just busy. It's beautiful chaos, <laughs> right, right? Right, yes. And um, But I miss it. I remember I when people would be like, oh, you just wait. And now I'm like, I know what they mean. I yeah. know what they mean. Yeah, and as it's as they quiet. continue to leave, you're like, it just gets quieter and quieter, I bet. It does. You'll have yeah. to it's convince those younger ones to be noisier. Yes, <laughs> yes. Or not leave, right? <laughs> or not <laughs> I don't know, though. Maybe I'll be like, okay. Eh. But <laughs> What is your husband's yeah. name? Tom. Tom. My husband is Tom. Yep. He um, is from North Dakota. Okay. Grew up in North Dakota. Came to visit his brother one, you know, Weekend and one never left. Weekend. <laughs> one fateful weekend. <laughs> was and that the never weekend left. you met and then he never no, left? Or, okay. No, okay. I was away. And this is the funny thing is we met, the very first time we met, I don't remember. He remembers. I made it sounds like my husband and I, I guess that guess. was the same thing. <laughs> There's a picture to prove it. There's this picture of us and I'm like, oh, I don't remember Does that, he rub it into you that you don't remember? Because my husband bit. does that to me. Yeah. A little bit. Yes, yes. But uh, but yeah, he stayed and, um, you know, ironically enough, um, Archbishop Carlson, I have to um, 
thank him for oh. introducing us. So wow. it was Catholic or the young adult group. Okay. You know, and so we met <clears throat> through that. Tom was very active in that. And I came back and um, I was with Net Ministries and um, Archbishop Car- Bishop Carlson mm-hmm. at that time introduced us. And, and we are is history. <laughs> 25 years later. Wow. This, uh, in May, it'll wow. be 25 years. That's awesome. So, yes. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so will you tell us, like, how did you approach motherhood uh, and faith as your kids were growing up? Um, just took them, you know, like, and it's it's interesting because um, growing up, faith just wasn't a part of my life, okay. you know, in our household. It was uh, from, you know, from my grandparents. My grandparents were very faithful Catholics mm-hmm. um, and spent a lot of time with them, um, but it wasn't a part of like my family growing up. Um, and I didn't like come to this place where I was like, well, I'm, you know, gonna, you know, do this. It just was such a part of our life, you know, my husband and I, that it just kind of, that was something that we just, uh, it was kind of non-negotiables. Like Mm -hmm. it was just a way of life Mm -hmm. really, you know, as, as essential as breathing. Right. You know, we took them to mass, you know, um, you know, just, we prayed with them. We, you know, it just, we made it an everyday part of our life, mm-hmm. you know, like um, as much as you need to eat, we need to, <laughs> we need to, you know, spend time in prayer, you right. know, like, and, you know, just having those day-to-day conversations with the kids yeah. and, you know, just made that an everyday part of our life and, yeah. you know, sat in the front row, we're those front row people uh, <laughs> so they could see, you know. I am too. And, and that's so, why we always sat up there as yeah. kids. Yeah. Uh, so I was very used to sitting up front. So sitting yeah. in the back is very uncomfortable yeah. for me because, well, I yeah. can't see anything because I'm too yep. short. It's <laughs> <Same>. not helpful. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So even though your your parents maybe weren't uh, uh, super Catholics or anything, yep. were there things that your mom did that impacted the kind of mother you were as you went along? Yeah. You know, she was, she um, loved kids, mm-hmm. absolutely adored kids. She was one of 13. Kids, oh, wow. you know, and so she was second in line. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I have uncle and uncle that's younger than me, oh, you know, wow. so. Yeah. That's always fun. <laughs> it is. It's, you know, I feel like I grew up with some of my aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, but yeah, so she loved kids mm-hmm. and she had an in-home daycare, oh, okay. you know, when I was growing up yeah. and just to see her love those kids and, um, you know, just to take care of those kids the way that she nurtured them. And, and actually this is kind of like a, a real grace that I received about, I don't know, a couple years ago mm-hmm. um, when I, you know, those younger years, you don't remember so well, you know, five, six, seven, you know, I saw a home video of a birthday oh. and my mom, like she gave me a doll, like that was uh, one of my gifts. And she was so just tender and loving and wrapping this baby for me and handing oh, wow. it to me as if it was a real baby. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, like when I, I actually have really prayed with this too. Like, why did that really impact me so much watching that, you know, this many years Mm -hmm. later? Like, just because that was kind of iconic of just the tenderness that really was in her heart, you know, towards kids, like her own kids and any child that was in front of her, just the way that she loved them so tenderly. Yeah. The way that she handed, she so carefully (laughs) wrapped up this little doll for me and handed Mm -hmm. it to me. Mm -hmm. And, um, so all of really those experiences was, that you had with your mom and anyone with your faith, I mean, you guys don't have a small family. No. <laughs> so that had to impact your yeah. openness to a larger family. Yeah. You know, and it was one of those things too, like, well, and again, so myself, we have, there's four of us mm-hmm. in my family. I have two brothers and a sister, mm-hmm. very close. We were all very 
close in age to mm-hmm. within four years, you know, okay. um, we were all, you know, here we are. Mm-hmm. And um, so we grew up very close to each other as well. My siblings were some of my very best friends. Right. Um, and so again, and that wasn't a, like a conversation that Tom and I had, right. like we're going to have a big family or all the <laughs> right. things. Like we just were very open to what, you know, God gave us. Right. And, um, and it was, I'm not going to say that it was easy. We, um, we struggled with some infertility, oh, sure. Sure. you know, even though we have six kids, you right. know, but you know, we, um, people assume though, that means yeah. it must've all been easy. Yeah. But. No. And it's, it, it wasn't. Um, but just, you know, every child, I remember after one of my kids was born and I said, I, you know, it's just amazing. You lay your eyes on this new being and you look at all the details, you know, the little <laughs> wrinkles in there, you know, the doctors look at them and, and I remember asking one of the doctors, like, are you ever not amazed? And she said, the day that I'm not amazed is the day that I need to look for a new job. Wow. And, and so it led to this beautiful conversation of just the beauty of life and the openness to life and mm-hmm. the dignity of life, really. And um, because she was, I think it must have been like our fifth or sixth child. Sure. And, um, and just like, and um, so us, you know, having a big family, it just was a matter of like, we love, you know, the the gift of life and we're, you know, whatever God gives us and, you know, we're very open and, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's great yeah. when, when you can have a big family like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. All the kids yeah. have lots of yep. friends to grow yes. up with. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> um, so has Mary mm-hmm. played a big role in your life as a mother? She has, you know, and even, so I said I didn't really grow up in the faith. Mm-hmm. My grandparents were very influential mm-hmm. in my life, but, um, but at um, the point where I really came to know my faith in a personal way, um, like I was on a retreat and um, it was during uh, a rosary. Okay. You know, we were praying the rosary and I just was very aware of, you know, just her presence and the gift, you know, of her presence mm-hmm. and um, and just have always had, I'm, you know, there's been ebbs and flows sure, and, you know, how much I call on my mother, right. you know, um, we kind of forget to call home mm-hmm. sometimes, right? We do. Yeah. I think we can do it all yeah. on our own. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but then, um, but she really has, you know, she's been that rock solid Good. presence, you yeah. know, in my life. And I, there, you know, multiple um, moments in my life that I can point like very pivotal moments in my life that I can point to Mary being that, wow. you know, just coming to this place where needing a mother mm-hmm. and she was there for mm-hmm. me, you know. Um, That's really so, comforting. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. yeah. Are there any yep. saints that you turn to a lot, especially when you're dealing I, with the chaos? You know, of- <laughs> ironically, uh, Monica, you know, oh, okay, and I think sure. that's many, you know, yeah. like kind of most moms know that, you know, she had uh, Thomas Aquinas, who she spent many, many Augustine. years praying. Or Augustine, yes. sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Gosh, we'll get sure. it. <laughs> yes. Um, many, many, did I say Thomas Aquinas? Yeah, that's okay. Yes, Maybe Augustine. he was bad too. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, Augustine. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, she spent many, many years praying yep. for her. And it's really interesting because you, my confirmation saying I chose Monica. Oh, okay. Not even really <laughs> thinking about my future as a you you know, mother it. of many children. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Monica's uh, kind of a go-to, and you know the mother of um, is it Zelly, Saint Therese? Oh yeah, yeah. You know she um, there's some things that I've read of her quotes of motherhood have been I can't quote them right now, right. but um, she's you know been one that I you've turned really turned to. 
often, cool. oh, I need your help. Yes, <laughs> yes. And they yeah. usually will step they in do. and help us. They do. They're more great. than willing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, did you find yourself praying for your kids a lot? Oh, yeah. Often. And probably yourself, yes. too. <laughs> oh, and myself many, many times, you know, in the good and the bad, you know, yeah. like, you know, six kids, you're going to have all sorts of, you know, things come up, mm-hmm. you know, and um, just many moments of gratitude, you know, yeah. just in that awe and wonder, you know, of these little people that are, you know, entrusted to me yeah. and my husband, you yeah. know, and many times that we've really had to lean, yeah. you know, Are there on, particular on experiences that you, that you found yourself really praying for your kids or, I mean, you've got a wide range of ages now yeah. and, and yep. experiences as they go through life. So was there a particular time, like the teenage years where you really, oh, yeah. you really have a buck or yes. is it, you know, what, what has been your yeah. experience with that? Yeah. Um, you know, I would say, um, and this kind of flows into, um, a little bit of just uh, like, um, just giving my motherhood, you know, to Mary and mm-hmm. to Jesus, like they are not my own, you know, these kids are not my own. Ultimately they're given, they're entrusted to us, you know, to, to pass on the faith. And, mm-hmm. um, if I can speak of two experiences, yeah, there's please. one, again, I, I, um, you know, spoke of, you know, just struggling with infertility. We had just lost a baby. Mm-hmm. This is when the tears are probably going to oh, come, boy. but um, you can do it. <laughs> we had just lost a, a baby, and I was at mass. We were at mass, and I was just mad. That's the hardest. I was mad yeah. at God, yep. and I just was letting him know, mm-hmm. letting him know what I was telling him all about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, we're a good Catholic family. We're going to bring the kids, you know, to church, and we, you know, to teach them to know you and love you, and you know, we want them to have a relationship with you. Just telling him all about it, and very clearly, I heard him say, "Good job." all that baby knew we lost the baby. I should say that we lost the baby. And, um, I very clearly heard him say, good job. Um, because from the moment of their conception, they're entrusted Mm -hmm. to us, Mm -hmm. you know, and all that baby knew was love. Right. And handed over to the, to the hands of the father. Right. You know? And so, you know, in, in one instance of that, like I, I prayed and, you know, very much so. He responded, you know, but then there's, you know, those difficult moments where, you know, the kids are like, you're like, ah, you know, <laughs> and, um, but they're not mine either, you know, and. So um, do you say, hey, God, straighten these kids up, would you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Like, can you help me wring their neck? You know, what can I do that's, can you, you help know, me wring their hurt neck? me, you know, that's not going to, you know, right. uh, you know, hurt them. Hurt figuratively. Me, you know, like, yeah, figuratively. Yes, exactly. But, um. But really, like, a real gift was, like, one of my sons was coming home from Mass one day, daily Mass. He, mm-hmm. You know, the, he was in high school, and he was being a teenage boy mm-hmm. and kind of cranky with me, and he got mad, and he yelled at me, really. Um, and I was just outside picking weeds, and I'm like, hey, how was Mass? Gets mad at me when I asked him about Mass, and he just blew up, and he's like, Mom, from the day I was born, you took me to Mass you took me, you know, to receive the sacraments. You did all the things for me. Leave me alone. This is mine. Let me live my faith. And I was really offended and hurt at first, mm-hmm. you know, and for a long time. I mean, and when I say a long time, days. Right. You know, um, and in the, even those first hours, I'm like, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about this. You don't, <laughs> don't talk you to your talk mom to like, like this, <laughs> you know. That was really disrespectful and all the things. But, but in the end... That really helped me to realize, yes, we're entrusted these kids, and gosh darn it, I am going to do everything I can do, you know, to 
ensure that these kids are, you know, like making good choices and and helping them to come into a place that they are able to do that right. for themselves, right. you know. But in the end, it's not mine. Right. It's theirs. It's their yes. Yep. And if if they are saying yes and moving in their faith and living their faith out of some obligation to me, they're a slave. That's, right. I don't want that. Right. I want their yes to be free and total and faithful and they're in the face of Jesus mm-hmm. and saying yes to him, yep. not to their mom or not to their dad. Yep. And that's how God wants it too. Exactly. He wants it to and be there's a such free choice. Beauty. Yeah. Such beauty in that. Yeah. And freedom. Is. Yes. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Kim Kovash for Mother's Day about motherhood and family. Um, so you just kind of talked a little bit about your experience with your son there. Um, and for most most Catholic parents, there's they always hope that their children will stay in the mm-hmm. church and have a strong faith. Um what has been your experience in passing your the faith along to your kids besides the one you just told us? Like, how, how's it going so far? <laughs> well, if you, you know, don't mind saying. Again, no, that's fine. I'm fine. I'm happy to answer that. Um, you know, it's, again, you know, six kids and, um, you know, they are, is, you know, uh, what's the saying that I uh, like to say? Um, you know, just they're free, totally free as a child of God. Mm-hmm. You know, like God gives them that free will. You know, um, you know, there's... You know, and they have different personalities, too. Mm-hmm. Some more outspoken. My son that I spoke of, very outspoken. Sure. Spoken, you know, like if he's thinking, he's thinking out loud, and he's telling me all about it, you know, which is beautiful. Right. You know, um, then I have, you know, some that are a little more quiet, you know, so you don't know what's going on with them, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, like there's one of my kids that, you know, she struggles, you know, like mm-hmm. not really mm-hmm. um, going. She's, you know, like desires, you know, she's married, mm-hmm. you know, and married in the church, really desired that, really desired, you know, her son is, you know, he's baptized and, you know, kind of, but that real deep living her faith is, is kind of a journey for her. Yeah. It's difficult. But the, the, the thing that I hold on to is, and we need those concrete experiences. Mm-hmm. Jesus, like, you know, our relationship with Christ, he comes to us in concrete ways. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a name and a face and a time and a right. place, you know, like we can name it. And, and she has those moments in her yes. life, and that's what gives me hope, you Good. know. Um, you know, and like I have a son that's in college right now, and I love it when he comes home from school, and he's telling me all about the Bible study that he's part of. This is kind of a more quiet one, mm-hmm. but yet he'll kind of tell me about when it's just him and I. Tell me about the Bible study that yeah. he's in, you know, and, um, and uh, you know, like he was talking about doing the seven church visitation oh, yeah. on Holy yeah. Thursday. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I had no clue you were going to do that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so it's really fun to, and, you know, so I'm an eight-year-old too, mm-hmm. and he loves, you know, he's constantly like building Legos and recreating the scenes of, you know, the Bible story. Oh, wow. So Wedding Feast at Cana was his la- latest one, you know, <laughs> wow. building this creation. But, you know, he builds Star Wars Legos sure, too. Sure, of course, you know? of course. But, <laughs> but, and he's a little boy who gets himself in trouble. You know, but it's mm-hmm. it's so much fun to like have these conversations with the kids. You know, like not in a forceful way, like mm-hmm. all right, let's sit and we're gonna pray and we're gonna talk. You know, right? But just these in an organic know, kind of natural yeah, way, beautiful. Yeah, you know, um, they will bring things up. Philip, you know, he's my eight year old. He we were driving the other day and he's like, Mom, uh, when am I gonna get my own Bible? Like one of those Bibles that you read <laughs> without without the pictures in it. <laughs> He doesn't want a kid's Bible, right? Basically, he wants a big, you know, uh, he wants a big adult kid Bible, yeah, or adult kid, you know what I mean? (laughs) Adult Adult Bible, Bible, you know. Anyway, 
But um, cool. it's it's really neat to um, you know uh, have those conversations, yeah. you know, and just to allow them their freedom to kind of wrestle with the questions. Yes, you know, like um, like I said, you know, one of them, she's not, she struggles with it. And you know, she really because that's fairly normal in our lives. I think we all have moment yeah. times in our lives where, like you said, it ebbs and it flows. So yeah. there might be some times yeah. when it's a little. Uh, Dryer your faith yeah, or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, so yeah, not and, unusual. And, it, and it's okay because it's those. I think it's those questions can be a gift. Yeah, because if you're really true to those questions and like kind of digging into them and wrestling with those mm-hmm. questions, on the other side of that is such a place of freedom to be able to be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, more uh, committed, right. more you right. know, like uh, true, I guess, if you will, right. You right. know, to what you know you're really desiring. Yeah, for so sure. What's behind that question? <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so we have only about a minute yeah. left. So, yeah. but I really want to ask this question, and hopefully you can answer it in in a fairly short amount of time. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to know what role has your husband Tom had in your motherhood? Because married <laughs> people don't work in a vacuum. Yeah. Together, no, so. <laughs> no, 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 no. It really requires teamwork, yeah. you know, and I even kind of hate that little bit of a cliche, you know, but really it's, um, you know, by the, the, this grace of our sacrament of marriage, mm-hmm. you know, like I have to remind myself often, sometimes in a white knuckling way, I'm going to admit that, <laughs> right? that, you know, that we are into th- this together and the grace is available, you know, mm-hmm. to parent our kids. And, um, and I think number one, him and I, have to make sure that we're like tending to our relationship. Right. Right. You know, because if we are not um, you know, strong and and really growing together as a married couple, like that grace, you know, like we need that to be able to really, you know, parent our kids, even the adult children, right? right? Yep. You know, sure. um but he's he's kind of a Saint Joseph, you oh, know, like I'm a little bit more of the, you know, outspoken and mm-hmm. you know, um even though I would call myself introverted, but, you know, I'm more of the outspoken one, mm-hmm. you know, um, and he's a very quiet strength. Right. Very strong. Which, you, you know, we do need that. Yeah. And, and this is one thing I always like to, you know, this is kind of iconic of Tom, like, um, you know, well, I'll, you know, come in the morning to, to make the bed and stuff. And sometimes we're kind of late to make, you know, get in mm-hmm. there and do things and the kids might be following me around or whatever. And there was one day that um, Rosary was laying on the floor, and um, it's because Tom sleeps with his Rosary. He, you oh. know, he always has his Rosary in his hand, and um, even when he's sleeping. Wow, you know, and and Philip noticed it, and he's like, "Why is that on the floor?" And I'm like, "Oh, Dad probably dropped it in the night." And yeah, you know, but that it's that quiet strength. He's always praying. Yeah, you know, I come down in the morning. He gets up before me, and then I, you know, get ready and come down, and he's sitting with his coffee and he's praying. Yep. You know, even in the busyness. Yep you know, of the morning activity, the kids getting ready for school. Um, and so I'm really grateful. Yeah. He sounds you know, like for a that. keeper. Yeah. He's a keeper. <laughs> he's a he keeper. really is. You know, he he's very, uh, like I said, kind of that strong, uh, solid, quiet strength. Yeah. Yeah. St. Joseph. Yep. Uh, Kim, we're out of time. We have to always, we have to leave some for Chris Bergwald at the yes, beginning. We do. So we'll do that. Darn it. We'll leave some for Chris. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in for You're us. Um, and I hope you have a great Mother's Day with you your family too. today. You Thank you. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't found us already, you can find us at uh, social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at SF Diocese Anytime. All you mothers out there, I hope you have a really blessed Mother's Day. 
That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views. Thank you.